Gamecock Nation. Welcome to the Cocky on Saturday podcast. I'm your host, James Beal, class of 2018, former student manager, and there's nothing I love more than talking some Gamecock football. Let's go. Gut punch, y'all. I feel like my heart was just ripped out. That has to be the most demoralizing game I've ever been to. I don't know what felt so different about that one. As a Gamecock fan, we're all very familiar with the highs and the lows and the massive swings between games, but this one just hurt more. Can't quite put my finger on it. I think you know it's just something we've been trending in such this upwards trajectory. And coming into this game, you could kind of point to, yeah, we have a losing record, but we lost to three teams that are in the top 25. You can live with that. But this is one that you're supposed to win. This is one that you're at home. And we had every opportunity to come out with the win in this one. And we could not close it out. I'm not even going to say we came up short. We did everything we needed to do, at least on offense. But we failed to execute at the end. And we lost it. This one really does sting. If you told me Spencer Rattler was going to have 300 plus yards, four touchdowns, that Mario was going to have over 100 all purpose yards in the day, the offense was going to score 39 points, and we were going to hold Florida's rushing attack between their two primary rushers to under 100 yards, I would have told you that's a win all day. I mean, how do you not come out with a win when those things happen? It's inexcusable. And y'all know me. I like to look on the bright side. I'm not going to be all doom and gloom. Doesn't mean the season's over because we lost this one. But this one stings more than any other game I've been to in the past 10 years. You have to give Florida some credit, though. I was speaking with Daniel from Gator Truth after the football game. And credit to them, they took a page right out of Mississippi State's script. Remember, Mississippi State came into that game leading the entire SEC in rushing yards. You know what they did? They threw against us. They knew that was a weakness of ours. We weren't going to be able to defend the pass. And they made that hell of a football game. So what does Florida do? A team that relies on their defense and their running game? They come in here and we make Graham Mertz look like a top three quarterback in the SEC. What did we hear all week? What did I tell y'all? He's a system guy. He's not going to win you a football game, but he's not going to lose it. Well, you know what? We made him look a whole lot better than system quarterback. But I also think for Florida, if you're going to play their side, they need to be a little bit more aggressive with their play calling, allow Mertz to go deep a couple times throughout the football game, and they were able to capitalize on it against us. It worked out for them. All credit to Florida. But at the same time, we failed to close this one out. We had every opportunity. And what it came down to, South Carolina's up 10. Nine minutes left on the clock. Florida starts with a ball. We bring up a 4th and 11. A long 4th down. Florida has to go for it. You know they're looking kind of beyond the sticks, so defense backs up. You know what? We get a gift. They throw the ball two yards behind the line of scrimmage. One-on-one play. Dial against Boardingham, and Dial misses a wide-open tackle. It's unacceptable. 
you cannot let them convert a 4th and 11 in which that they throw the ball two yards behind the line of scrimmage. You have to come up. You have to be able to make a tackle. You have to execute. I love Dial. You guys know that. I think he's a great corner. I don't think he's getting enough credit this year just because of the secondary numbers. There's only so much a guy can do when you get zero pressure. And one-on-one coverage, he's right there with the best of them. But in that situation, you have to find a way to at least slow the runner up so help could get there or make that tackle. Florida goes on to continue to drive there. They convert another fourth and one. Tough situation. They cut the game into three. The problem is, too, is that it's only a three-point football game. Why? We missed an extra point. This is Beamer ball. Special teams is supposed to be our edge, our slight edge. What's, what's happened? I can't put my finger on it, but wh- why can't we execute on special teams now? What is going on there? I understand guys have bad days, but that has to get fixed if we want any hope of reviving the season. Anyways, we get the ball back with 436. You know, not great. You just let up that long drive, but sitting there in the stadium, you look at the clock, four minutes, offense is on the field. Hey, they've been clicking all day. Let's close out this game. Let's have a closeout drive. They do pick up a first down. You want at least a first down. You don't want to go three and out. They pick up the first down. Awesome. We get to the 50-yard line. Drive stalls. Not the end of the world, right? At least that's not what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, hey, Kai Kroger's coming out. He's going to be able to pin this inside the 10-yard line. Exactly what we saw against Clemson last year and saw him do week in, week out. And then he shanks it. 28-yard punt. Just terrible in that situation. That's one where the punt team needs to come up big. Very few times you can point to where the punter can make a huge influence on a football game. That was one right there. So Florida starts with the ball at their own 25. Still not terrible. Have to go the length of the field. But again, only a three-point game. So you have to defend the field goal. Very different mentality as a defense. If we're up four and we're defending a touchdown, we can really drop back. We don't have to play up. We don't have to send a blitz. And we still get them to another 4th and 10 on the 25-yard line. The first three downs, we played great. They had a drop. We were gifted an opportunity. We send pressure. We actually get the pressure there. DQ is in Graham Mertz's face. You know what happens? He jumps. Mertz is able to scramble out to the side, complete a long pass to Pearsall for 26 yards. When you're talking about demoralizing moments, you have that one the 4th and 11 we touched on, and that punt. Those three opportunities were ways to put away this football game. The opportunity was there. The right play call happened. The execution is where we failed. And I'm not even going to put any of this on the offense. You could say, sure, they drive down and score. We win this game. Hey, they get the ball back for 47 seconds. That's all moot. Those are three opportunities right there to put this football game away. We did not get the job done. So here's the question. Where do we go from here? I have no qualms with the offense. If you do, get out. Offense did everything they needed to do to win that football game. Spencer deserves better. Mario's a legit bell cow back. As we called, we got him the ball. Offense clicked on all cylinders. The defense has to get better. That's an understatement. I will say the secondary is better than a lot of people are giving credit to. I know the numbers are terrible, 
but the core issues we cannot get to a quarterback to save our life. We had a couple opportunistic sacks. Jordan Strawn had a big sack to force a turnover on downs. But outside of that, we cannot consistently get to the quarterback. We saw Mertz, a guy that's not very mobile, have success getting out of the pocket, having time back there. You guys heard it last week. Daniel from Gator Truth told us, those tackles are young. They're not good football players. If we can't generate pressure against that, I don't know how we're going to do it. And then what happens is we bring extra guys to generate pressure, and now we're putting guys on islands in the secondary. And they're still covering their guys off the cuff. They're not going to beat immediately, but when a quarterback has five, seven seconds back there, guys are going to get open. We have a young secondary. Outside of Dial, everybody is a freshman or sophomore. What can you expect? If we can find a way to get a four down lineman that can actually generate pressure, this defense turns over overnight. They look a thousand times better, I can promise you that. Something needs to change though. I mean, hey, maybe it's getting Desmond Umiazulu more involved. I haven't seen too much of Tuazama. You know, you got to start playing around with different configurations. Get guys in there. See what happens. We need to find a way to generate more pressure with four down linemen. Teams do it against us. We need to find a way to get that done. If we do, that's how we win football games from here. Because the next question is, how do we get to a bowl game? We go to Missouri this week. And then we go to Texas A&M. Missouri's a hell of a team. They went toe-to-toe with LSU and just beat down Kentucky. It's not going to be easy. Luther Burns licking his chops over there right now. Best wide receiver in the entire country. He's going to have a field day as it stands right now. I don't love our odds there. Then we go to Texas A&M. I feel a little bit better about that one. But Kyle Field's a tough place to play at. We got them last year, but we were at home. I think it comes down to you have to find a way to split those games. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's a trap game for Missouri. You could squeak one out there. Everything kind of has to go right for you that day, though. You have to get some opportunistic turnovers because God knows we're not going to be able to stop the pass. But you have to split those. You have to split this road trip. This is probably the toughest part of our remaining schedule. And then we do have the full home slate in November. Jacksonville State, Vanderbilt, most have been penciling those in as wins. You need to get the job done there. You have to execute. Those aren't going to be cakewalks, at least from what we've been seeing. I still like our odds there. Going to take us heavily, but we need to execute. And if we do split this road trip, then that comes down to Kentucky and Clemson to close out our season at home. You have to split that. That's possible. That's how you get to a bowl game. That's how you finish 6-6, six and six, split the road games, split Kentucky-Clemson. Who knows, you split these road games and then you have some momentum moving into that back half of the schedule and you pick up a win over Kentucky and Clemson. All of a sudden, it's a seven-win year and we're looking at this much differently. But what I saw this week doesn't give me much hope moving forward. But remember, we said the same thing after the Florida game last year. If anything, it was uglier. This one stings a whole lot more because we had every opportunity to win. Last year, we had zero chance to win against Florida. So that's your silver lining. There's positives. We have an offense. We can generate points. We were right there. Now we just need to find a way to close out games 
And if we get to seven wins with the toughest schedule in the entire country, this season's a win. It's a dub. But now we got to win five out of six to get there. I'll leave you all with this today. And it's interesting I put this out there into the universe. But first week of September, I did a Twitter poll. I said, what would you rather? Seven and six to end the year with wins over Clemson and in the bowl game or a nine and four season in which we go into Clemson nine and two, but lose against Clemson, lose in the bowl game. Most people vote for the nine and four season. I tend to kind of think I want that seven and six season. Nine wins is again you into the college football playoff. So if we're not going to get there, I'd rather come away with a win over Clemson, end off the year on a strong note with a win in the bowl game. And guess what? That's still doable. It's funny that that hypothetical is out there. Honestly, I thought our season was going to go a lot better than it is right now. But you have to remember where we were last year. We couldn't even score an offensive touchdown against Florida. Doesn't mean this stings any less. Doesn't mean it's going to be a cakewalk from here. But the offense is there. Defense has to find a way to generate pressure. And that's what it comes down to. I'll be back with y'all on Friday this week to break down the Missouri game. I appreciate you guys tuning in. And until then, go Cox. Go Cox.